Welcome to the GFSB Business Podcast. My name is David Ravagliate, and in today's episode, I meet MH Bland's Superwoman Marketing Director, Mandy Gajero. In this week's GFSB Member Spotlight, we hear from Wally Ferreira from Wally Social. Stay tuned as he'll be sharing his top tips for growing your business. The Gibraltar Federation of Small Businesses is a non-profit organization that exists to help small businesses start, grow and thrive. Get all the info at gfsb.gi. Established in Gibraltar as a port agency by Marcus Henry Bland in 1810, MH Bland's history is hard to beat. In recent years, the company has seen a dynamic expansion of its interest in the marine and tourism sectors. Today's guest, Mandy Gajero, grew up listening to her father and her brothers talk about different activities in maritime and tourism. She started her career as a teacher before joining the group in 2005, where she learned the ropes at Calypso Tours. Mandy then went on to develop and grow the marketing department until being appointed marketing director in 2017. Mandy, thank you for joining me today. My pleasure. Thank you for asking us. Um, First question, obviously, uh, there's a lot of people in Jib that know uh, what the MH Plan Group does. But how do you describe MH Plan to someone that you've just met? That's actually quite a tough question because we have 111 year, 211 years of history. So how do you, you know, quickly describe who we are? Um, essentially, we're a family company established in 1810 as a port agency in Gibraltar by a Liverpudlian called MH Bland. Uh, he was Marcus Henry. That's what the MH stands for, Marcus Henry Bland. And over the next 211 years, we've grown, we've diversified, not only within Gibraltar, but, but beyond. But our roots are very firmly uh, in the maritime industry. But we also now have very strong um, tourism division. We offer tours and shore excursions, not only in Gibraltar, but Spain, Morocco, Cuba, uh, plus, we have our uh, locally people will know MH Bland Travel Services, uh, which your mother, I believe, yes, <laughs> spent many, yes, many absolutely. years developing, which is a lovely coincidence. And uh, also our jewel in the crown here locally, it's the cable car, which was perhaps maybe my father's best business idea. So that's really MH Bland, sort of maritime tourism. Uh, we provide services. We move people and goods. Thank you. Um What's the biggest misconception locally about the group that you uh, come across and how do you tackle that? It is very much a local issue, uh, <laughs> but everybody still gets very confused about MH Bland and Bland Group International. They still think we're still the same company. And although we have shared roots and we do work in the same building, which adds to the confusion, since 1986, we are entirely two different entities, very different operations you mentioned earlier that the uh, the MH Bland is a family company. So what's it like inheriting the responsibility of keeping the brand successful? Well, the responsibility really falls on my brothers, who are chairman and deputy chairman, George and Johnny Gajero. Uh, they're my bosses, but they're also my brothers. So there's um, some interesting uh, conversations sometimes. But uh, no, they work incredibly hard to protect what they've inherited uh, they take the responsibility very seriously. As we say, we are a family company, but not only our family, but we have lots of family relations working within the company, whether it's father and son, uh, whether it's husband and wife, mother and daughter. We have the whole spectrum of, of families. And it's lovely that 
that families feel they want their family members to come and join. I think it speaks volumes that, uh, you know, the last thing you would do is encourage your own family to come and join the company you work for if you didn't think it was a good place to work. So we're very proud of that fact. Uh, but they do feel the responsibility very keenly. Um, as I say, they work, you know, incredibly hard and, and they're determined to, to leave the company in a better position than when they took over from my father. Um, we are incredibly proud to play our part within the company. Um, it's got such an amazing heritage. All you have to do is, you know, come visit us in the in our in our offices in Cloyston Building, and, and the moment you walk in, you get the sense of history. Mm. You get the models of the of the Jibal Dursa as you walk into the door. Uh, all the models of, of ships on the walls from from years past mm. that were built by by team at the at the, the old ship repair yard. Um, we've got uh, the doorstop of the boardroom is is a, a, a brass cleat from one of the old bashers. Uh, we've got memorabilia all over the place. My brother George has got a cabinet of, of memorabilia of, of wonderful things that that we've collected. And then other people have very generously um, been clearing out their house and found something with an MH Bland logo, whether it was a, a glass bottle that they've dug up in the garden or yeah. something that they found uh, that, you know, someone brought in a, a model of the QE2, which was wow. sort of came into, in, into sort of various layers and pieces. And he says, Listen, I thought of you and, and presented it to, to my brother George and it's in the cabinet and, and lots of little things like that which, uh, which sort of remind you of our history, of, 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 of our heritage and, and how lucky we are to have, of be custodians at this time of, of, this, of this really great company. Absolutely. It sounds like you really can't um, escape the heritage even no, when no. you're walking in there and not that you'd want to. But you did touch upon the, the cable car. Yes. Tell me a bit more about what your hopes for it are um, and the motivation uh, for trying to, to up update it. Well, the cable car was built in 1966. It was my father's idea. He went, uh, he was a young man. He, I think he just joined the company. He went on a skiing trip with his friends to Austria and cable cars were a relatively new thing. And he thought, hmm, tourism developing uh, on the rock. And he thought this could really work, taking people up to the top of the rock. Uh, he came back to his father, Sir George Gajera at the time, and uh, he presented the idea and he said, well, if you can get all the all the military permissions, because remember in those days, the top of the rock was very much a military access only. So he spoke to governors and admirals and brigadiers and you name it. And eventually he did get permission and they built the cable car. It opened on April the 1st, uh, 1966 by a Swiss company. They delivered mm. on the day they said oh, they wow. would open. Um, and uh, and it's been running and operating ever since. But of course, tourism in 1966 isn't what tourism is today in, in mm. 2021. And it, we really feel that, you know, we need to provide Gibraltar with a new, uh, a new establishment, a new uh, cable car that is fit for the 21st century. Um, at the moment, we do have a souvenir shop. You can get married. You can have a meal. You can have a snack. But we want to do better, bigger. You know, we don't want to see people having to queue up for, you know, an hour and a half in the baking sun in August. Uh, we we want to be able to get people up fast and quickly and give them the best experience they possibly can, a greener experience. You know, we're very much uh, focused on 
um, on, on, we're very aware of the environment. The cable car is very green at the moment, mm. um, but we want to take that uh, with everything. We want to improve on it. Uh, also, a big, uh, a big factor is making it uh, accessible for everybody, mm. making wheelchairs at the moment. Yeah. There's stairs everywhere. 1966, mm. they didn't cater for, for people in wheelchairs. So we want to make sure that everybody, whether it's parents with push chairs, uh, mm. with babies, you know, that's difficult. You see them and yeah, they have yeah. to fold and unfold. And you just want people to walk mm. up a ramp, go through onto the platform. When they get to the top station, there's lifts. And um, so, yes, we we have tried to think of everything and then some okay. uh, and leave room for the next generation, uh, whoever that may be. To, to be able to make changes and and adapt mm. to their yeah. you know to their future yeah. so it's it's really exciting um, it's been a long project we've been talking about it for a long time but we are very very close uh, so let's hope that uh, we will continue but there's there's lots of factors that are out of our control but uh, fingers, we fingers are determined crossed. fingers, fingers, crossed. fingers everything crossed, crossed and I'm sure everything uh, everything um, crossed but exciting times ahead um, very much very much. Now I'll take you back a little, uh, Mandy. Like you've been marketing director at the at the group for over sixteen years. Mm. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in that time, in terms of from a marketing point of view or, or, or anything really? Well, within my department, that's easy. Social media. Right. <laughs> I actually did a degree in marketing and Spanish back in. Oh, don't want to say when. <laughs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all these social media platforms didn't even mm. exist. Um, I remember a, a, a colleague of mine, a, a fellow student, you know, with the first Apple Mac. Um, and it was just, whoa, it was something amazing. So imagine how far I'm making wow. myself sound very old. <laughs> not at all, not at all. But uh, yeah, all these things didn't exist. And uh, they're now essential part of the marketing yeah. strategy. There's so much of our everyday, day-to-day work. And thank goodness I have a team of young professionals who... Uh, have educated me quite honestly on on the best ways to create and maintain uh, MH Bland across all our activities, and at the forefront of that has been Alexia Pesino, who also happens to be my niece. She okay. joined. Um, she's my brother Johnny's eldest daughter, and she joined the company in 2016. And she's been absolutely instrumental in developing our, our social media activity across the board, whether it's LinkedIn, social media, whether it's for Calypso, Cable Car, Monscalpa Suite, you name it. Um, we have a lot of lot of things to, to juggle, a lot of activities to to um, to look after. But uh, she has you have to be super disciplined, super organized. And she's maintained all the standards. You know, she's maintained those standards. Mm. She's set for herself. And uh, she deserves really mm. so much of the credit um, for our, our, our marketing and our online presence. Mm. But I do have to also mention Ankel, who's our creative, well, we like to say guru. Right, okay. <laughs> and uh, Ankel and her have been have been a phenomenal team. And I've just tried to lead them in the mm. right direction and, and, uh, and just, you know, set the priorities and... Uh, I know MH Bland. I know what our priorities are. I know what we do, but they have all the enthusiasm. They know the platforms. They know, you know, what what people and within will engage with and how to engage with them. And uh, so together, Ankel and Alexia have been have been fabulous. And now we have Veronica, uh, who's uh, 
who's covering Alexis' maternity leave. Okay. So she's been she's been great. She's come in seamlessly. So it's 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 wonderful to have a team around you. And it, it makes coming into work a, a lot easier and helps you to get out of the bed in the morning. Yes, I bet. <laughs> the GFSB Business Podcast is sponsored by Gibraltar International Bank. Maddie, you mentioned that you're overseeing marketing activity in multiple countries. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. projects that the group is, is involved with in different markets. How do you translate the brand experience into different markets, languages, etc.? Well, although we are international, thankfully, the common language for us and for the clients is English. Okay. So our websites, are things like our brochures mm. are all in English. Uh, in the port agency, you've got the maritime international language is English. So all our port agents, wherever they may be, uh, do speak English. Calypso Tours, the same. Really, our main clients are the cruise companies. They will speak English. Most of them are based in in the States, uh, but even the ones that are based in Italy or Mm. or wherever they may be um, will speak English. That's their sort of our common language. So really, it does make my life a lot easier. But if there is anything that needs to be translated into whatever language, we have uh, native speakers in every country, so they're always on hand to help. And um, and as far as looking after the brand, I think thankfully we're known and respected for our, our reputation. We deliver what we promise. We're a service provider. And we are in constant communication and building relationships within those companies. Um, after all, it's the individuals that make the company, not the building. And that's something my father really impressed on us. It's 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 all about people, mm. um, especially the people within your company, but also building relationships with those people you work with. Um, and, you know, everybody in MH Bland, whether they're in IT, accounts, stevedores, the cable car attendant, so many people behind the scenes that, you know, are not front of house, that don't speak to the client, that, you know, that don't... Uh, you know, the mechanics down at the port mm. that keep the fleet of, of buses going, they are fundamental to what we do. And, um, you know, we, we, try and, we try and be good employee, employers and, uh, and look after them and, and build relationships with them. Um, and they all play a part in, in making MH Bland what it mm. is. So, mm. okay. Thank you. Um, going on to some of the challenges now. Obviously, the tourism industry has been one of the worst hit by the pandemic, equally maritime. Um, what's been your strategy to manage through some of the uncertainty and, and survive, really? Yes, it has been devastating for everyone involved in tourism. This has been challenging is an understatement. <laughs> um, we have been incredibly grateful to, we are incredibly grateful to the government for their support in seeing us through this time. A lot of people uh, had to be uh, put on furlough which was very difficult. Uh, in the case of the cable car, for example, we had to make very difficult decisions, very tough decisions, but we knew it was the right thing. Well, my, my, the directors knew it was the right thing to do for everybody for, to protect the group as a whole. Uh, we said goodbye to many long-standing employees when we offered staff incentives to take early retirement and redundancies. And as I say, it was very difficult, but, but also very sad, you know, some of these people I'd known all my life um, and they were very much part of the MH Bland family and it was very sad to see, you know, we'd, we'd especially with the cable car, we'd, we'd all 
talk so much about the new cable car and what it would be like and and we'd not love nothing better to have you know some of these people we've said goodbye to you know there yeah. when we opened um as part of the team but it was not not to be and um but they they were incredible they were incredible and, and they understood and and uh and they were brilliant but it was it was difficult and and sad so yeah um with calypso tours again involved in tourism very challenging we've been very patient waiting for the return of the cruise calls uh in spain and and gibraltar so it's although it looks like nothing's been happening uh they've been incredibly busy behind the scenes in again constant uh, communication with the cruise companies seeing how we could encourage um the return of the cruise ships and more importantly their passengers to Gibraltar we've they've come up with so many scenarios so many options so many ideas that in the end of the day haven't been possible um working with the authorities what can be done what could be done um and and really a lot of it has been fruitless it's it's, it's all gone you it's know, just so much uncertainty it's so it's much just, uncertainty yeah. and there still is uncertainty yeah. but uh you know we had a call yesterday uh from a small cruise liner which was wonderful was lovely to see you know the drivers and the guides were sort of great uh you know so excited to see a, a cruise ship with passengers wow. even though it was a small yeah. one um, and we can't wait to to see see people back but you know they've been coming up with ways to create bubbles for the cruise mm. liners you know what is the new normal mm. um and they're adapting and they're working very hard as for the rest of the company um people were amazing um again it goes back to the team the people people are they you know everybody adapted brilliantly to whatever situation they worked with i mean the port agents work 24/7 mm. um and instead of working from home they work from instead of working from the office they they work from home um you know the IT team mm. were were their, the support they provided was was mm. flawless they were incredible and it kept us kept us going mm. um and it was the maritime side that did keep us going mm. um so yeah it was challenging but we're looking to the future and uh, lots of exciting things and uh you know we're positive definitely let's just keep looking forward Brilliant. And, and I think uh, what you say resonates. I think you know Gibraltar itself and globally, businesses have had to be resilient and yeah. adapt. Um, yeah. You just touched on it in, in, as part of that answer, but what's MH Plan's bread and butter? You know, is it just tourism? What, what, what other um, kind of industries are you involved with? Well, everything we've got our tourism and we've got the marine division. Uh, everything has grown out of the port agency right. absolutely everything with the travel agency for example uh we started offering um we had one member of staff just booking tickets for cruise call uh, for cruise changes uh and we thought well we're offering that we're, we're doing this service ourselves why not offer it to the public uh so we started our travel agency also offering uh cruises to the local community mm-hmm. Um your mother was yeah. involved with that no doubt she <laughs> yeah. you'll have to interview your mum very fun <laughs> very fun of those times she'll uh, she'll you'll have to interview your mum <laughs> but um yeah she was fundamental and and through you know we were port agents for these cruise liners mm. and from that we saw the development of of the cruise industry mm. as as a way of holidaying and uh, so we started offering cruises to the local market and mm. you know the cruise club was born and the MH plan travel services yeah. developed and now we're an IATA we're official you know we're a, a fully fledged mm. travel agency offering 
not only cruises but anything you know, shipping bespoke. related to marine An- anything yeah. anything you anything mm. you need on holiday or business travel um yeah we yeah. we can look after you so okay. bespoke holidays honeymoons uh, I should mention all the various. <laughs> We've just built a new website, so you can you can have yes. a look at all our. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I travel the so world. Congratulations on the new website. Oh, it's, thank you very much. Fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the things we've been doing. Um, even though the travel, there's not much, no, not many people actually going away on holiday or not going mm. far. Um, villas that are local, sort of, of, sort of, well, yeah. local in the vicinity, sort of driving distance have, have been popular. Mm. But obviously, no one's going away on cruises and mm. things like that. So, um, so it's been challenging, but we've been determined to keep things going. We knew things, you know, people are always going to go on yep. holiday. So we wanted to use this time to, to rebuild the, the yep. website. And so travelTheworld.gi has had a facelift and, okay. well, a complete rebuild. Yeah, rebuild. And yeah, we're yeah. really, we're really yep. proud of it. And, it, you know, people, I encourage people to have a look mm-hmm. and see what, uh, what we offer. It's great. Thank you. Um, I've got a couple more questions. Yes. Um, one of them is, if you could change one thing about the business, what would it be? Um, what I would love to do is get all our team, all of MH Bland, wherever they may be, in one place at one time. But unfortunately, the nature of the business in tourism and, and maritime, it's tw- we're a 24-7 mm. operation, and that's never going to happen. But that would be amazing to get everybody in one room and, and meet people face-to-face. You know, mm. we email, we maybe talk, we WhatsApp. Um but there's nothing like sitting down over a meal, you know, relaxed yeah. and just and get to know someone, mm. you know, look them in the eye. Mm. So that would be that would be uh, amazing. But that's um, yeah, I know that's never going to happen. We're never going to get that. Photo. It's something <laughs> that you can. Yeah, you'd love to change, but it's a real positive thing to try and make that human connection. You yeah, know, we travels do tra- about human connections. Yeah, and exactly. Think, uh, you know, our directors are, f- are fantastic. Ian Penfold, especially, has, has got you know teams all over the place, mm. and and he's very good at traveling. He dedicates a lot mm. of time to travel. Henry's the same. I think uh, mm. um, he's never spent so much time at home. Henry. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, during the pandemic, it was awesome. Henry, are you okay? <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody's been amazing. So uh, finally, I guess, thank you obviously for answering so candidly. No, um, pleasure. What are your hopes for brand MH Bland going forwards? Brand MH Bland. Well, it ties back with almost the, the sort of one of the questions you asked me earlier. It's it's continuing the MH Bland legacy, the family mm. legacy, you know, what we inherited from my father and my grandfather. Uh, and his father before him, um, you know, just continuing our, our our reputation. Hopefully, you know, we've set up a, a charity committee, which we called MH Bland Doing Good. And I hope that is something that, you know, people think when they think of MH Bland, they think of a good company, you know, someone that you want to do business with, that you're happy, you trust them to do business with, but also that, that people want to come and work with us, for us, um, and uh, and that's all very important, you know, continuing the legacy, my father's, especially my father's legacy. So um, that's my hope. And of course, as I mentioned before, you know, let's let's build this new cable car. Yes. <laughs> but there are so many factors out of our control. So we'll see. OK, so do you see some opportunities ahead for the company and perhaps Gibraltar? Absolutely. Uh, there's a really good quote which we use in our brochure, which is by JFK. And he said, in a crisis, be aware of the dangers, but recognize the opportunities. And if you look at our history, 
we've had to adapt to so many changing circumstances beyond our control, whether it's, you know, two world wars, a civil war at our doorstep, the close frontier, you know, mm. other world events such as the, the Spanish flu pandemic of, 80, of 1918. Wow. Um, this is our second pandemic. <laughs> um, so, you know, I would go so far as to say that one of our strengths as a company, um, as a family, indeed, uh, one of Gibraltar and the strength of the Gibraltarians is the ability to adapt, the ability to change quickly. You know, small, I think, is is uh, this, uh, has helped us in, in, in that. But, um, yes, you know, uh, opportunities, definitely, you know, helping to, to move Gibraltar tourism forward. Uh, we need to look to the future. We can't continue to offer the same product we have done for the past 50 years. Things are slowly changing. Um, new activities are available on the rock, which are, which are fantastic. However, there is still a lot we should and could be doing. And we hope to be part of that. Thank you. Um, and this one goes down to kind of leadership and your, your approach to business uh, or, or management. What's the one thing you wish that you'd have learned sooner? Oh, interesting question. <laughs> um, I have to say I've had many amazing teachers, great teachers in my life, none more than my own family, my parents, my brothers, George and Johnny, and my sister, Weenie. Um, I'm the youngest of the family, so they have guided me in every way and kept my feet on the ground, especially when I needed it most. Um, and families, there's nothing like family to to, to do that for you. And, and life is a journey, and I believe that you never stop learning but not in the academic way. I don't mm. consider myself an academic person. Um, one thing I think I would have liked to have learned or realized sooner is that, that God gave us two ears and one mouth. So we should listen twice as much as we talk. I'm a great one for interrupting, <laughs> as my brothers would no doubt contest to. Well, all my family would. <laughs> um, and you probably noticed that uh, I'm not short for words. <laughs> <laughs> So this is something that, that, yes, I definitely would like to be a better listener. Um, when you speak, you usually repeat something you already know, whereas when you listen, you invariably learn something. And so, yes, I hope to become a better listener. That's a fantastic answer, by the way. Thank you. That is, that is. <laughs> Thanks once again to Mandy Gajero for her time, her wit and extensive knowledge, and for also sharing her insight into how you make a family business such a success. Coming up next is our GFSB member spotlight, which this week is Wally Ferreira from Wally's Social. Hello, I'm Wallace Ferreira, founder and director of Wally's Social. I've been working with Gibraltar businesses for over five years, and in that time, I know what works right here in Gibraltar. Here are my top three rules for your social media marketing, building your presence, branding, and much more. Number one, pick the right platform and define your objectives. Doing that, you save time, money and be able to focus on what is really important for your business needs. Number two, build trust with your audience. Keep the momentum and stay on track. Make it about them, make it personal and be consistent. Number three, report, improve, repeat. Check what is and what is not working. Improve what needs to be improved and repeat the process. Following these steps, it's success guaranteed. Thank you for listening. And if you want to find out more, go to www.wallysocial.com and get in touch. Thank you. Bye. 
And there you have it for another week. Thank you for listening to the GFSB Business Podcast. I really hope you've enjoyed it. Don't miss any future episodes by clicking subscribe wherever you're listening from. Thank you once again to the Gibraltar International Bank for sponsoring, to all my guests and to Matthew Davies for the sound.